What is up? And welcome into another post loons following a uh, less than exhilarating 1 1 draw in Utah against RSL. My name is Jeremy Rushing. Joining me to break this one down is Jacob Schneider, loons reporter over at zonecoverage.com. Jake, how are you doing tonight? Um, I'm awake. Uh, I don't know if anybody <laughs> else is, uh, Minnesota yeah. United fans per se, but I'm awake. You're awake. We're going to talk through. I mean, that was a snocker game. It was. It was. It, it happened. It happened. But there were some things, uh, important things to touch on. And I know we're heading into a big international break now, and that's three games unbeaten. That's that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, terrible start to the season. Just you know, yeah. take it away. Don't look at it. But now you're going. You're heading into a break in in decent form. Uh, you've got a few internationals away. But, you know, I wouldn't be too hard on myself after tonight. Yeah, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those where you're, you're kind of disappointed coming out of it because, like, if this team played halfway decent, you're probably coming out of there with three points. Yep. Uh, but you do come away with a point out of Utah, and I think there is something to be said about that, especially when you're down your best player, too, right? No Emmanuel yep. Reynoso. Uh, and there were a couple of other key pieces missing for Minnesota United as well. So all that factored in, you know, it's okay to come away with a point. But I also kind of get the fatigue of, okay, yeah, we do have these excuses. But at the end of the day, this is still a really good, deep club. And if they play anywhere close to their best tonight, they're they're getting three points out of this. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that Baki Debasi's return was monumental for that back line. Uh, covered up a lot of mistakes from either Chase Gasper or Ja'Cory Hayes in the midfield. Um, having him back and getting him – match a match before the international break is big you know yeah. um like you said you're down Reynoso. uh you did get a debut in uh Adrian Unu and then you've got Fragapane probably coming post international break there's a lot to look forward to yep and if you're watching on the stream thank you so much please subscribe if you're watching on YouTube go ahead and leave us a thumbs up as well if you're watching on the YouTube channel and then whether you're watching on Periscope and Twitter or on YouTube YouTube, go ahead and leave us uh, leave us a comment, a question. We'll read it on the air. We'll respond to it on the air. Uh, we very much appreciate that interaction here tonight, and we're going to need it because, like we said, uh, this is uh, this is uh, you know, for lack of a better term, it's kind of a boring game to uh, to have to break down. But without further ado, Jacob, let's get into our three things, kind of three big takeaways from the match tonight. And uh, seeing as you're the uh, esteemed guest here, I'll let you go first. Um, you know, the big thing for me was Chase Gasper. He looked all out of sorts, all throughout the match. Um, he's one of two loons to play every minute this season for them. He's a cornerstone. He's a rock. He's somebody who's been there when you need him. Uh, he does his job very well most of the time. This season, it just – it might be the absence of Debasi next to him. It might be just fatigue. I don't know. You're playing in uh, in RSL. You know, you're playing in elevation. It could have been something tonight, but it just – he didn't look like himself, and yeah. it affected the team. Uh, the, go the goal that RSL scored, the set piece, Gasper missed his mark on Krylak. You can't do that. It's it's a yeah. low ball in. It's an easy defensive maneuver to get to, to mark your man. Uh, and Kendra said it on air. You can't zonal mark with set pieces in the box. You, 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 you can't. You can zonal mark when they're attacking, when they're counterattacking in that final third. But when it's a set piece in the box, you need to man mark. And especially with a renowned, a renowned goal scorer like Demir Krylak, you know, you, what are you going to do? You have to yeah. mark it. 
And if you don't, you're going to suffer the consequences, which they did. So I think it's fair to say neither team deserved the specific goal they scored. Maybe one team deserved a win, one didn't. But both goals scored were very preventable by one individual. We talked about a lot of Minnesota United fans might not be awake. Uh, the Minnesota United defense was definitely not awake on that uh, on that set piece. Uh, flat-footed was a term I saw used. Uh, they just got caught napping. Like if you're doing your job and you're as uh, you're as uh, awake and you're as you know focused as you should be, that does not happen. You don't let let a guy like Krylak get loose like he did in the box. And a guy like Krylak, like that's 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 an easy goal. That's a tap in at that point. You just can't have that from a defensive standpoint. It, it, you, you can't. And I don't know what you do to fix it, besides telling somebody to not zone mark. Yeah. On a set piece, in the box, especially when there's a goal scorer like Krylak around. Same with – it was Rusnak. I mean, it could have been Rusnak. It could have been uh, Krylak. It could have been, been anybody. It could have been anybody. could have been you or me out there, Jacob. <laughs> it couldn't have been me, Jeremy. I'm currently I'm currently uh, sidelined for a while. Oh, yeah. You're on crutches. That's right. I am. I uh, definitely sprained my ankle. Uh, this <laughs> upcoming week, we'll find out oh, if it's ligament damage or not. So nice. there we go. Well, best of luck with that Thank diagnosis. You. I hope all goes well for you. We um, do need a sub in my men's league, though, Jeremy. If you uh, uh, you, know, you want to uh, lace up the boots, we need a new number nine. I think I think you'd be better off playing with ten than playing with me. Oh, for, we for it's seven. seven. We're we're playing with six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a shot then. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, back to the topic. Eric Grady says Chase hasn't looked good all year. To be honest, maybe one okay game. Yeah, I think he played okay in both of their uh, both of their wins. Uh, but uh, it's been kind of a common theme where uh, you know we're talking about bad touches, bad passbacks. Just we saw it tonight, not just with that set piece, but you look at him in the attacking third. Um, uh, uh, a pass that went over the touchline for yep. uh, throw in. Um, they were getting some good attacking pressure, and he just sent sort of like a blind pop-in cross into the box that nobody was on the end of. Um, so yeah, all in all, just another uh, another less than stellar performance from Chase Gasper. And as uh, as Eric Grady mentioned, that's uh, that's kind of a common theme so far this year. Um, I'll get into my first thing, um, and that's the uh, and it kind of goes into what you were saying, Jacob. Uh, the defense has just been nowhere near as reliable as it's been in the last couple of years. This is this has been a team in 2019, especially, but also in 2020. You know, they, they lead from the back. Their back line is really the backbone of this team. Has been the backbone of this team, and I think with Adrian Heath at the helm, that's kind of the style this team likes to play. Um, now you talk about no Para, no Bakaya Debasi for the beginning of this year. Maybe you don't have the resources in place. I think Juka Raitala has been fine. Um, and I think uh, you know, with the rest of your back line being intact, with Ozzy Alonso being back, and we've seen the impact he can make from a defensive midfield standpoint, I don't really see any reason why this this defense can't be at least at some level that sort of old reliable that it's been over the last couple of seasons. But it just doesn't seem to be there. There's leakiness. There's just there's there's just bad play along the back line, and that's to me been the Achilles heel of this team. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned Ike Parra, and I think right now that's that's something we're going to have to look at because the last time it was brought up by uh, media members in a press conference with Adrian Heath, um, he basically said, we'll let you know. And then it was brought up again. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Um, the last the last we heard, uh, like completely no knowledge, nothing, no, no sources, nothing, was that 
they're going to try and get Opara back on the pitch this season. Um, there was a rumor swirling back in late April, early May, that they were going to shoot for a timeline to get him back in training during the international break. Uh, no knowledge if that's happening. Don't know. But if you can get somebody like Ikopara back in training and say you have him ready come the summer transfer window to play again, you can shove Baki Debasi to left back. Put Ikopara at left center back, and that shores up some of the mistakes right there because, one, Chase Gasper hasn't been good this season. Uh, we had someone comment that, you know, I mentioned it. It's it's unfortunate because he was getting U.S. men's national team looks um, a year, not even a year ago. Uh, and it's just maybe maybe, maybe he needs a, a stern talking to. Maybe he needs to be benched. Like I said, he's played every minute this season. If you can show up your defensive mistakes a lot, a lot of what's happened on the pitch uh, negatively is going to go away. Uh, especially when it comes to instances like today with the Krylak goal. Um, I don't know if that, that's that going to happen. happen in years past. That doesn't happen. No, in it doesn't. It doesn't happen in 2019. It, it happens in 2020 either. Like <laughs> 2019, that probably doesn't happen. 2020 doesn't happen. Yeah. 2021, you just, if anything, they've kind of gotten better. Like on field persona, like players, you're better now. You should be. Yeah. Why aren't you Absolutely. playing like it? And that goes into my second, my my second thing. I was we we talked about this. Von Chope, Avila brought on energy. He brought on a lot of excitement. It almost felt like for five ten minutes every once in a while. Like it just where was that in the first half? Uh, Kendrick said it multiple times on the air. It was slow. It was boring. I, I tweeted out that it was an unimpressive game, but it was like. There's just no want to play soccer. It was uninspiring in every in every way, and it's just unfortunate because the past two years, Minnesota United has been a very inspired football club. Yeah, you look at the 2020 playoff run; it was magical. Um, coming into 21, it's just it's uninspiring soccer at the moment. I just I don't know what you have to do to change it. I don't know Fragapane if uh, uh, a healthy Unu uh, with Reynoso if that does it, but right now it's it's uninspired soccer. It's bland. It doesn't seem like there's tactics out there on the field, and if there are, they're not they're not being shown by not the being executed. Yeah. No, they're not being executed. Thank you for the word. Appreciate that. Of course, gotcha. <laughs> you know, it's just it's frustrating uh, to to watch from somebody who's passionate about the game and likes to dig into the idea of tactics on the field and seeing things that other that other people wouldn't normally see. Because I like to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. I can't really talk about those tonight with anybody who's watching. Because they didn't happen, they weren't executed. Yeah. It is, it's it's bland soccer. It's uninspired, and you know maybe this international break is what you need because when you if you come back and keep playing like this, you know it's well, it's just it's bland. You hear this term used in a lot of other sports, and it comes to mind for this fundamentally sound. Like that yeah. to me is what Minnesota United has been these last couple seasons, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, playing mistake free soccer. Yeah. You know, they, they're not going to have the lion's share of the possession, but they're going to make the most of it. You know, really solid back line. You can't really check any of those boxes with this current Minnesota United team right now. And it's disappointing. And um, hopefully they can start to turn things around as they get their roster formulated and in and together and hopefully develop some cohesiveness between all these guys. You know, hopefully we start to see that play itself out as we move forward. But I mean, through 
five ma- or s- seven matches now? Are we seven matches in at this point? Um, yeah, we're episode yeah, seven. Count, seven so. matches in. Yeah. So, uh, so it, it's we haven't seen it so far, and seven matches is usually a pretty good sample size. So hopefully it's we usually can get that a good sample around. size. And I, but I still don't think anybody knows what this team is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a seventy-second minute winner, a ninety-plus four-minute winner, and then uh, tonight three games in a row where you've scored one goal and gotten a point. And if we're going back on those three games, those are, your, those are the only three games where you've taken away points. It's fair to say that none of those goals were, you know, welcomed in that sense that, you know, whether you deserved it or not, it, sh- it probably shouldn't have happened. So it's, yeah. we, we move forward, we see what happens, but we you just got to move forward and take this international break and take time on the pitch uh, at the training grounds at the NSC to talk about these defensive woes, to talk about why the midfield isn't cohesive, uh, and then get Fragapane healthy. I'm yeah. excited to see him roll out, especially yeah, with him. Because, I mean, I've watched those highlight clips with Tayeris. Um, God, he looks he looks fun. Looks he like does. a fun soccer player to watch. And, you know, fun soccer players aren't always the, 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 the stat-worthy ones. They're not going to be putting up the numbers and stuff. But just watching them is a joy. And I'm hoping – that he is what I what I believe him to be. I mean, we saw talking about uh, guys coming in and making an impact. Unu was really the only one who seemed like he wanted to make runs tonight. Yeah. He wanted he wanted the ball, like he wanted to get himself into a position where he could get the ball and score. You didn't see that from a lot of these other guys on the roster tonight. So hopefully, some more new blood, more motivated blood will come in and uh, and sort of try to make those same impacts. Uh, but let's get to my second thing. And uh, it's the finishing. Oof. It's uh, it's a struggle to watch this team try to put a ball on net at this point. Let me let me hear your Minnesota accent on that uh, oof one more time there, Jeremy. Oof. Oh, yeah. Oof, oh, duh. yeah. Don't you know? Yeah, it was bad. It, it is, was. It's been it's bad. It's been it's, bad. Like you said, you look at the winners. The I mean, we've had two matches now where we've had up team shots, but very, very few on goal. This we've had absolute bangers all throughout the season in MLS. Tonight included, we had two of them scored against us, like goal of the season contenders in Kellen Acosta and Joao Paulo. And then you look at Sporting Kansas City tonight, <laughs> Gianluca Busio with one of the most stunning free kicks that this league has ever produced. Uh, and Matt Doyle of MLSsoccer.com said it best. He hit it like Beckham. He, he genuinely hit it like Beckham. The bend on and that I, ball is something you don't see in MLS very much. Bend it like Busio. Bend it like Busio. <laughs> bend it like Busio. I like that. But no, that that's a prime example, though. I, I don't have the stats in front of me to support this, so I may be wrong. But I feel like the finishing league-wide in MLS has improved a ton just from last year to this year. Obviously, when yeah. you look at a longer period of time, you're going to see an area of improvement. But just from last year to this year, talk about the DPs that these teams are bringing in. You talk about just the the quality of play improving around the league. You're seeing teams who can finish and finish excitingly. We're then, seeing eight-figure eight transfers for yeah. people strictly for that purpose. Brenner with FC Cincinnati. Um NYCFC just brought in a uh, young Brazilian kid for, I think it was 11.25. Like, yeah. we're just, you spend money, you're going to get that kind of finishing. This league is improving drastically year after year. I think this year could be the year that, it, you know, people look at it and say it, it overtakes the championship in England. It competes with some of the top 10 uh, 
places in Europe. Not you're not going to get a top five league, but a top ten league. It's going to compete with you know some of those leagues, and it's just we're finally seeing MLS come to the light that we all expected it to be, and it's it's a joy to watch. We're seeing these wonderful players come in here. We're seeing players leave to Europe. We're seeing European teams yeah. look at us and say, "You've got this kid. I want him." Daryl DK is a prime example. You know, he's a wonderful player. And Orlando City are going to get a bag of money for him. Yeah, they are. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to see what that figure ends up turning out to be. But let's circle this back to Minnesota yeah, yeah, United, yeah. though, because Minnesota has been kind of the antithesis of that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's been it's been hard. I mean, they have great they have great players, great guys who who've shown they can finish. Man or so Robin Lude, uh, yeah. you know Adrian Nunu, you know Wancho Pabila, but we just haven't seen it. We just haven't seen it this season. The finishing has been a huge, huge struggle, and through seven matches, it's been a huge, huge struggle. Um, so we'll see if, again, the implementation of new guys and getting Reynoso back and healthy and getting Regapani in, if that changes things. But at this point, it is, uh, it's, it's less than ideal when you're talking about uh, a team who he can't really defend right now <laughs> like they want to, and they can't finish. Like, I don't it, think like, there's just man. they can't defend, they can't maintain possession, and they can't finish. It's 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 desperate pleas in certain areas of the pitch. You're playing boot ball, you're throwing crosses in the box, you're scoring goals off your hip unexpectedly when the goalkeeper bobbles the ball in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what happened tonight. I mean, I I, I needed a second look at it because I was under the impression that it might have come off the arm of Nico Hansen for the loons. Uh, it did not. His arm was in the air, and it came off the underside of his arm. Like, mm-hmm. the odds of him having his arm in the air, the odds of Zach McMath, a proven goalkeeper in this league, bobbling that ball, it just – it's a freak goal. It's an undeserved goal, to be fair. It's its an undeserved goal. But you take what you can get. And I think, I think that's the big takeaway for Minnesota tonight is you didn't deserve a point on the road. But you're going to take a point on the road, and you're going to move on. You're going to look. Get, at you're going to get the hell out of there. You're going to take that point. You're going to get on that plane, and you're going to get the hell back to Minnesota. And you know, if you want to punt the ball into the stands before you go, go ahead. By all, by all means. means, David Ochoa is not there to stop you. But uh, <laughs> I just, I think uh, <laughs> you, you erased tonight from your memory. I don't even think you watch film on it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have my players watch film on tonight. I'd look at them and I'd say, "I want you to erase that 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 game from your memory, and let's move on. We've got a few weeks of training. Let's use them and let's get better." I would just. I would have like they they would get together in the film room, right? Okay, we're gonna show you the film from from the game, and then you put it on, and it's like the speed walking in the Olympics. <laughs> That's what you show them. Yeah. This is what you all did tonight. Yeah. Adrian's the only exception. You know, I mean, go out I, there and sprint. I watched the highlights from Ford Madison's win tonight. Uh, a three-one win. They were down they one excellent zero in the second half. They were down First one half zero at the half. So, yeah. And you know, everyone's talking about how Carl Craig uh, gave him one hell of a half type speech. They looked inspired in that second half with the highlights I saw, with the timeline on Twitter, what everyone was saying. You know, they came out and scored three goals. And obviously, Minnesota United is not Ford Madison. Obviously, Carl Craig is not Adrian Heath. Mm-hmm. But when you're down 1-0 at the break and you come out flat and uninspired again, just like the first half, 
there there's something there's something wrong there whether it's some some bad voodoo in the locker room whether or not you need to wiggle it out make everybody hug make everybody uh you know do like hold hands and do something embarrassing my high school coach did that to us yeah. we were we started like oh and four and he's like you know what this isn't going to continue and he put us all in a human knot if you know what that is and he said um practice won't start until you get out of the human knot and it's not going to end and it's going to run full time so you'll just waste your night away you know he's going to hold us later until we finish it it took us like 30 minutes to get out of this human knot and practice ran a half hour late and you know we're all in high school and it was like you know we want we have things to do but we won every single game after that human knot and we started this the season like 0 and 4 and we were just under the impression that you know we got the the bad the bad voodoo out of the team you know we played like a, a group together after that and i yeah. think that's one of the big takeaways for the Loons tonight is you need to play like a group. They play like single individuals a lot of the time, especially in the midfield, especially in the midfield. And, you know, your third point, it was very similar to my third point. Um, you know, the finishing was not great, but we take a goal and we take a road point and we move on. You know, there's not a whole lot you can do. I think you just, you take this international break and you get better. There's, there's nothing else to do besides that. Get 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 who you need to be healthy, healthy. Uh, figure out your tactics, and it might be time to tweak that four two three one, Adrian, because the four three three isn't working anytime you use it, and the four two three one has not been good this season. I'm not a stats guy, so I don't have this in front of me. Sure. I would love to see Minnesota United's record with the four three three versus the four two three one. Now, what those like, what that win percentage is like? I, again, I I I was like thought about looking it up, but I was like, man, that's a lot of that's a lot of work. So I'm not going to do Us, that, uh, especially on a Saturday, Saturday night, it's Saturday night, yeah, 11 p.m. Just w- after watching whatever that was, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you actually, know, one one last thing on the forward Madison point you made, which I actually think yeah. helps further your point even more. Carl Craig was actually asked, obviously after the match, like, what did you say to them at halftime? He's like, I didn't have to say much. He's like, the players took control of the halftime locker room. And came together and were holding each other accountable in the locker room, and the the leaders on the field were the ones who were being vocal in the halftime locker about needed to, needing to turn it around, and that's what they did on the field. That's and good. I think that is that furthers your point even more in terms of you have veterans on this team, you have guys who can take that locker room and even say, if they're listen, on the guys, bench. yeah, listen, guys, sorry to cuss, we're playing like ass right now, right? Like we're cap, we know we're capable of so much more. Yep. Like let's get our heads out of our you know where's and go back out there and turn this around, right? You need but, you, you need to bring out your inner Ted Lasso, you know? Yeah. Exactly. You, you got you got to believe, Jeremy. You got to believe. You got to believe. Be a goldfish. But, <laughs> be a goldfish. You're right. You, literally after tonight, be a goldfish, Minnesota. Seriously, oh. it applies. It very much applies. <laughs> it very much so does apply. And, uh, you know, I, I did want to mention one more thing. We, we've been talking about how tonight was a really bland game of soccer. But this afternoon was not, Jeremy. It was not. Yeah. Because London is blue and we are champions of the world. Yeah, so that actually leads me into uh, talking about our good friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Party. They actually had two watch parties over there at Ninth Street tonight. One for the Champions League final, uh, which saw Chelsea beat Manchester City. Uh, congratulations, Jacob. 
Thank you very uh, much. And uh, they had another one for the Loons game tonight. And they're actually having another Loons watch party. They've had a few so far. They're going to have more throughout the season. Uh, that next Loons watch party is happening on the 19th for the road match against Dallas. Um, go to NightStreetMPLS.com to learn more. Um, also, Jacob, Ninth Street is introducing the Unlimited Pickup Membership. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. For just 35 bucks a month, you can play Unlimited Pickup at Ninth Street. Just That's sign up through the open sports app where you normally register for pickup. And remember, Ninth Street has pickup three days a week, every week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays at 7 p.m. One time pickup is five bucks. But if you're somebody who wants to go and, and play every time, you can save some money and get that $35 monthly uh, pickup membership. Again, just go to the open sports app where you would normally register for pickup at Ninth Street and you can get that uh, unlimited membership. Um, and then, uh, if you're interested or want to learn more about Ninth Street, about how you can reserve a field for yourself and your friends, maybe too, uh, just go to NinthStreetMPLS.com. Again, that's NinthStreetMPLS.com. Thank you so much to Ninth Street for uh, being the presenting sponsor here of Post Loons. Um, so let's get into some of these uh, more big picture observations and takes as we move forward here, Ethan, or yeah. Ethan, Jacob. Sorry. I talk no. to Ethan every week on 10K, so I'm used to uh, saying his name. But anyways... So let's move forward here. You have the international break, like you said. You have yep. Dane St. Clair, who's going to be playing for the Canadian national team. You're going to lose, I believe, Jan, Nico, and Robin are the three that you're going to lose to the Euros, right? Um, you know, so Nico's one of the interesting ones, in my opinion. Um, I, uh, I, I like to call myself a, a bit of a soccer snob. And I've filled out a few Euro brackets, uh, been doing a lot of reading, a lot of digging. For some odd reason, you know, they're not an amazing roster. They're not, they don't have world-class talents. But for some odd reason, pundits around the world are picking Denmark as the dark horse. Dark of the horse year. of the tournament. And I don't, I, you know, I Thanks. just, it's it's out of nowhere. There, There's no true superstar there, but it, it's kind of an intriguing thought. It's, the Euros are going to be exciting. I am yes. absolutely buzzing for them to start. Like, I, I can't wait. But to pick a dark horse is to, to pick somebody you, you genuinely think will make a run. And I, mm. I personally wouldn't look at Denmark like that. But pundits around the world, they're looking at Denmark and saying, watch them. Watch mm. it happen, which, you know, I think, I think it's cool. I think that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah, I think that's interesting, too. And, uh, again, Denmark, I couldn't pick out a player on Denmark, right? I mean, but, they've uh, got Christian Eriksen, Kasper Schmeichel. Oh, Erickson, uh, Christian Erickson. I forgot he was from Denmark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got Kasper Schmeichel, but those are the only two I can immediately think of. Uh, Yusuf Paulsen from RB Leipzig. There's three. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I could think of a fourth, Jeremy. I mean, you are the uh, the prime soccer mind of the two of us, so I'm not going to be able to think of any more than you. Uh, but so you have the long, you have the international break here. You're going to have a few guys out for longer than that as you move forward. You have Dallas on the uh, on the night. Okay, we're back. Uh, you only need like one point five two points per game as opposed to like one point five six. I'm not sure how that works. Okay. Uh, but anyways, so moving forward here, obviously the draw helps. A loss would have been not great. Uh, but you're going to be down a few guys for the international break. Uh, so what does, I mean, what do you want to see from Minnesota United here 
Um, obviously, we're not going to see him over the next few weeks, but what do you want to see You know, coming off of the international break and as we head into what's going to be a pretty crammed rest of the way when, once it gets to July? I, I want to see fluency. I want to mm. see consistency. And I'd like to see a team that plays together. Uh, mm. I don't call myself a fan of Minnesota United at all. Uh, you know, I, I, I look at this from the perspective of a media member. Uh, I look at this from the perspective of somebody who covers them um, f- f- for one of their jobs. And a lot of the fans I see on the timeline are continually upset about the same things week in and week out. Uh, one, substitutions. Two, tactics. And three, consistency. And I think I'd have to agree with them. Uh, yeah. Those are three of the biggest problems right now. Um, you know, Adrian has his way of substitutions. He spoke about it to us many times. He's talked about how um, uh, Americans tend to have this fascination with substitutions, um, but he doesn't like to change the momentum of a game. And, you know, that's that's one gaffer to another. That's his choice. That's the way he sees the game. And most of the time it's tended to work out in his favor when it comes down to criticizing substitutions. But I think you've you, you've got to look at it and say if they're not playing well, even if those are your guys, you have to change something. Tonight was a prime example. Wanchope uh, Avila came on because Adrian Huno is not match match fit. He didn't come on to change the game. We I, I didn't expect him to have the role he did. I would have liked to see more anything. I, I just you need consistency. You need. Something exciting besides when you don't have the likes of Reynoso and Fragapane out there. Just there's there's no no person on the pitch who who stood out tonight. Not one. I don't think Minnesota. I couldn't pick one out and said, you know, he stood out from the rest because they were all just there and it just happened. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because when you watch soccer, you like to watch the the beautiful passing, the flow in between people, the connection on the pitch. It's why they call it the beautiful game because it's like an art form. It's like poetry in motion, and it just it didn't happen. I want to see. Well, the first thing I want to see is this defense become what we've seen the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Whether that means Debassi becomes healthy and he and Gasper sort of develop that 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 relationship and that cohesiveness that they've had that they had last year. Whether that means you need to insert Juka Raitala in at left center back and move Debassi to left back, whatever that means, this is a team with Adrian Heath as manager. I truly believe can only have one real way of success, and that is leading from the back. You can bring all these great attacking players in, and that's fine. But I think you're only going to get the most out of them in this system when you lead from the back and you defend well. And specifically, getting who knows if it's going to happen at this point. But the assumption that he didn't buy out his contract means there's an expectation to get him on the pitch. You yeah. can get Eichel Power back. It's it's going to be monumental. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it that's be. game changing, you know. And with Opara, that allows a little more versatility in your back line too. Maybe this is where you move into a three-five-two uh, or something. Our our good friend, mutual friend Eli Hoff, has always told me that he wants to see Minnesota United run a three-five-two because. He has for I think this is like three years running now. Continually told me he thinks Chase Gasper is a wing back, and I think Romain Metnair would be a brilliant right wing back. But oh, he, he already Gasper, plays like one, right? Yeah, he, I mean, yes. So imagine imagine a back three with Opara at Opara centrally, 
Boxel right center back, Debassi left center back. You got wingbacks in Gasper and Metanair. You know, it's it's intriguing. Uh, but a player like that allows for that versatility, that switching, the change of the mind. The odds that it happens are very slim. Adrian yeah. likes to stick to what he knows. But the thought about bringing someone like him back is, is, is good. You know, mm-hmm. if it does happen, it's better for the league. It's better for the club. Um, and it's just better for soccer in general because he's somebody who deserves to be out on the pitch. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I hope we see him back. But at the end of the day, I just hope that he continues to be healthy and he continues to just be able to live his life the way he wants to live it. Right. I mean, selfishly, I would love to see him back on the field, but when it's, when there's so much unknown and it's been this long, my first thought at this point goes to like just his overall health. Right. And just just quality of life, you know, concussions. You cannot, you can't take concussions. Not seriously. I mean, look at Sam Cronin. Minnesota yeah. United year one, he was debatably the Loon's best player before suffering concussion uh, concussion injuries uh, that ended his career, unfortunately. And, you know, that's one of those things you take very, very seriously. And I'm glad the league is starting to administer uh, more concussion protocol based stuff. Uh, there's specifically going to be an individual at every game who's uh, a concussion expert. We're, we're seeing these things grow. Uh, being taken more seriously, which is, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Mm. Uh, and for people who have suffered concussions, uh, they know what it's like. So it, it's yeah. fantastic to see. But like we mentioned, you know, getting Opara back would allow for more versatility. Getting Fragapane yeah. in there uh, allows Hassani Dotson to play soccer normally instead of yeah. everywhere. Like it just, Hassani Dotson, right back, center back, center defensive mid, Central midfielder, left winger, right winger. Throw him at the false nine. It's just put him in goal. Put him between the posts at this point. Yeah, like, yeah. let's go. If, if we're gonna see. We're gonna see a Sonny Dotson pull a Kyle Walker. Uh, Tyler Miller's gonna get sent off or something in like the 88th minute. They're gonna need <laughs> someone to take the, the gloves because we're out of subs. Who steps yeah. up? None other than Captain Versatility himself, Asani Dotson. I don't know who else you would put. Honestly, I think if uh, who is your who is your field player like your top field player. Potential goalkeeper for Minnesota United. See, That's actually a great question. My first thought went Boxel immediately because of height, but I'm also yeah. like, you know, agility. He's not going to be able to get down fast enough. He's he's not somebody who's going to be able to dive fast enough. So I'm thinking here, and I, I'm going to go, if he's on the pitch, I'm going to go young Grey Goose. I like that. He's lengthy, right? Yep. He's yep. He's, he's definitely agile. And he's uh, he's aggressive. For, I don't know what his vertical is like, but I assume he's he's athletic enough where he can get up. For how quote unquote small he is, uh, not he's just not a very uh, bulky individual. He is mm. aggressive. He does not hold yeah. back in getting up in someone's face. And goalkeepers need to be aggressive, especially on like set pieces and such. So I'm going to go Jan Gregusen. Jeremy, yourself, who are you picking? Oh, Jan's a good shout. Thank you. Um, I was, I'm still stuck on Hassani. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but just because we were talking about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody who's who's lengthy, who's athletic. Gregus is a good fit there. Romaine. Um, Romaine, maybe. I was thinking maybe Will Trap, too, potentially. Don't know. I'm, I just I okay. don't know much about him. Yeah, so. one shopper. Why not? Why not? I like. I, I don't know why, but I look at him and I and I think goalkeeper. Now that I think about it, I look at one shopper and I think. That, that that's that's it's him. It's you can have Gregor. You have to ask Keith this next media availability. You gotta be like, okay, yeah. hypothetical scenario. Okay, 
Uh, Dane's out on international duty. Tyler gets red carded. Who are you throwing in goal? And just see what he says. I want to see what yeah. he says. Okay, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. <laughs> hey, you mentioned big thing you just mentioned. Uh, Dane being out on international duty. Uh, one, congratulations to him. Two, yeah. um, you know, I think there's a real chance he sh- he has a shot at Canada's number one. Uh, I, I don't think know if so too. I completely agree. I, but hypothetically, because we are talking in hypotheticals, Let's if Dane St. Clair is becomes Canada's number one during this international break, and he comes back and he's still benched. Do you one make him available or two see what the market looks like? So I've always been for all my teams, any sport, whatever, I look at trade scenarios. I'm like, what can you get the most value for? What can you get the most value for? Where if you lose them, you are not going to completely bankrupt yourself or completely cripple yourself, right? Yeah. I think obviously you get much more value for a Dane St. Clair than you do for a Tyler Miller. Just because he's younger, the potential, right? We know Tyler Miller's ceiling. We don't know Dane's ceiling. And I think that potential is really what makes him more valuable. So I look at this, I'm like, Tyler's solid, right? Your odds are you're not going to keep Dane for three, four more years if you're Minnesota United. You're gonna, you're gonna so if if the choice right now is to sell Dane or sell Tyler. I'm probably selling Dane because you can get a significant more value for him. Because I mean, when, when we brought Tyler in, I believe in total, including Gam and Sam, it was 150. That was very little. It was little to nothing. People were rather shocked that Bob Bradley let him go for such a low sum. And a lot of Canadians are tending to jump to the likes of Turkey and Belgium right now in Europe. That's where you're seeing them go. And I just, I think, I think Dane St. Clair is a fantastic goalkeeper, and the entire club was in a, a tough run of form for those first four matches. And to blame him and bench him was very harsh uh, because he didn't have a defense helping him out in a lot of those scenarios. But if he becomes Canada's number one, I think you've got to take inquiries this summer transfer window. Um, test the waters. You don't have to sell. Test them. If you're watching on uh, YouTube or Twitter, I mean, we have a few different topics we're talking about. We're talking about field players who could play goalkeeper for Minnesota United if the situation arose. We're talking, would you rather, I mean, who are you parting ways with? Are you parting ways with Tyler or Dane if the situation arises? Um, Let us know your thoughts. Hit us up in the comment section here on Twitter or on YouTube. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe and give us that thumbs up. We very much appreciate it. Uh, I think earlier we were talking our, our three things. So if you have a big observation, big takeaway, big question about tonight's match, please do so. Uh, big observation from Eli Hoff, the aforementioned Eli Hoff. He likes your hat, Jacob. It's pink. Is that an Adidas hat? It is. I. Uh, it's uh, becoming probably my favorite hat right now. And I am absolutely exhausted from today's uh, – ceremonial, monumental, incredible moments at Brit's Pub celebrating Chelsea's championship victory. That had to be awesome. That had to be awesome. And I, uh, my hair, my hair suffered from it this evening when I fell asleep. I woke up, it was a bit messy, so we had to throw a hat on. Once we go through all of our topics, I will let you uh, talk in depth about the Chelsea win tonight. Um, Let's talk, though, let's move away from the match tonight uh, and talk about some former loons. Making uh making waves today, uh specifically today, Mason Toy 
scoring against Chicago. And I think I tweeted uh, Mason Toy scoring against Wyatt Olmsberg, uh, Francisco Calvo, and Bobby Shuttleworth is like full <laughs> former Minnesota United cannibalism. And uh, <laughs> that's definitely the case. Uh, but I mean, Mason Toy's, Mason Toy's doing well down in Montreal. He is, he is having himself a fantastic start to the season. On opening day or opening weekend, I should say, he scored an absolute wonderful strike in the top right corner. Maybe it was top left, top corner. I'm going to go with top corner, Jeremy. And uh, he just – he looks like he's full of confidence. You know, yeah. I was I was rather upset that his time with Thierry Henry ended shortly because I remember a one-on-one with Mason. Um, and, you know, it's, it's and this isn't specifically to me. He said this to many media members. But his admiration for Thierry Henry growing yeah. up, his, it was his absolute idol. It was one play he could single out his entire childhood. It was Thierry Henry. And he got to play with him for a short amount of time uh, as his as manager. And I think that he, he there must have something there must have been something said. He must have learned something because he just looks like a completely different striker this season. It's wonderful to see. Uh, he's a great kid. He's got a great head on his shoulders, and he's a fantastic goal scorer. Uh, I personally uh, would love to see him succeed in Chicago. Uh, sorry, I would love to see him succeed uh, like he did today in Chicago. Uh, yeah. And it's just, or Montreal or wherever he plays, as long as it's not Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, Club de de Montreal, did I say that right now? The new, uh, they're no longer the so. I'm not even going to try to, I'm just going to call them like CD Montreal because I think that's their Twitter handle. But like you said, scoring against Bobby Shuttleworth, Wyatt Olmsberg, and then uh, Francisco Calvo. It's, it's, it's funny. It's, uh, it's amusing. And uh, you love to see it. You love to see a former uh, player, succeed elsewhere i just think it's hilarious how chicago has like the minnesota united c team backline as their starting right. backline right now well wyatt olmsberg is a starting center back in this league is surprising to me because he never even got a look here in minnesota no he didn't no he just. i think we're i mean i don't know how many goals chicago has let up but anytime i look up there's a crooked number on the opposite scoreboard so Oof. yeah Oof. yeah but uh, anyways, good for Mason Toy. Also tonight, I'm not sure if either of them have scored because I haven't checked, uh, but both Miguel Ibarra and Colin Martin were in the starting 11 for the San Diego Loyal as they took on Las Vegas. Uh, it was just announced earlier today, I believe, or maybe last night that uh, Miguel Ibarra had actually signed on to officially play for the Loyal this season. So good to see a couple loons playing in San Diego uh, for Landon Donovan. Even cooler. Uh, yeah, it was awesome to see that. So I just checked. Uh, we're in the 90th minute right now. San Diego Loyal are up 2-1 over Las Vegas Lights FC. Um, and it's goals from Guido and Herzog for the Loyal. Uh, okay. uh, Miguel Ibarra played 70 minutes. And it looks like Colin Martin went the 90. Nice. Good for them. So there we go. Yeah. You know, if, if you're watching that, a little post-game entertainment, a little halftime entertainment, maybe you just turn that on instead of watching the Minnesota United second half. Who knows? I wouldn't have blamed you. <laughs> me either me either uh and then other notable uh minnesota soccer uh figures here uh caden clark another goal today for red bulls uh he's on a tear doing what he has to do i mean this is what he has to do in order to kind of put himself in a in as prime a position as possible when he makes that jump to the bundesliga um i, I mean it'll probably be to austria first and then the bundesliga uh, but i would not be surprised if it if, if, if it weren't what you said yet like, he's on a tear like Leipzig are going to snap him up in a heartbeat. They've got that partnership. Um, they're going to take him. But I just <laughs> – what could have been, Jeremy? What could have been? 
What could have uh, been? Again, another you know, edition of what could have been, Minnesota soccer edition. Yeah, what could have been. There's a lot of players. who. Teal Bunbury has a goal this year, Jake. Teal Bunbury has a goal. Wait, doesn't um, – uh, oh, gosh, played for Minneapolis City and now plays for the Revs. Brandon By. Brandon By. Doesn't he has he a goal have, as well. He has a goal. And then – Hawkinson's uh, playing well. Last <laughs> I saw, McQuailia Kale was playing in – Cyprus. Cyprus. He got hurt. He got hurt in like January. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting is like I have like Papos on my uh on my Fat Mob app and I have the notification. And I just hadn't seen his name come up as like not even being on the team sheet for like three months. And there is no news on the Papos website, social media, nothing about anything. So I had to like reach out to people locally and be like, Hey, do you know what's going on with McQuelle? Do you know what's going on with McQuelle? And then finally, uh, he's like, yeah, he got hurt in like January and they might, they might bring him back before the end of the season, but they don't know. And their season ended today and he didn't play. So, um, they're definitely going to wait until uh, next season for him to be back. But I, uh, he's a, he's a good kid too. And I hope, uh, I hope he figures everything out too. Yeah, I think, I think he will. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's yep. definitely somebody who has a hugely bright future uh, over there in Europe. So we'll see what happens with him. But uh, again, another goal for Caden Clark, Mason Toy scoring, Miguel Abar and Colin Martin, both uh, starting for San Diego in the USL Championship. Ford Madison wins. Uh, and then we've uh, got the, the, links to, the links of Christian Ramirez to uh, Scotland. With yeah, Abigail. that's another topic I didn't have on the notes, but that's also interesting too. Uh, I saw some Minnesota United fans were kind of uh, – you know, kind of a little bit sad that the potential of him moving before Houston plays up here. Yeah, I think has okay. I'm I don't know if I uh, I don't have it in front of me. I don't have the notes, but I know in the first season of Allianz, Chris Ramirez never got to play there um, due to uh, just he he just never got to play. He's never uh, played at Allianz. Did he has he gotten to play at Allianz yet? Oh wait, maybe during COVID. I, I that's what I'm wondering. He definitely he hasn't got to play Allianz in front of fans. I don't he remember. Definitely hasn't got gotten to play in front of fans let me check okay i think did minnesota united host houston last year uh jeremy yeah i feel like that was one of those situations where they played down there twice the entire year of 2020 was a haze i i could not tell you (laughs) like the scheduling was weird last year where some like they didn't it wasn't like a home and home it was like i um at houston Home against Houston on October 18th. Did he play? Let's go to the match center. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, I just want. I've got like the cricket noise inside my head right now, Jeremy. He was not. He was not in the starting 11. Did he come off the bench? Darren Quintero is in the starting 11. Yes. Uh, Let's see. I remember that. I remember that now. No, he did not come on. He's got a uh, like. I, I I would love to see him make the move to Scotland, just because I think, um, I think everybody has this dream of playing in Europe, and Europe doesn't mean playing in London, playing in uh, France, playing in Berlin. Like it just, it means playing in Europe, and that means anywhere. It's mm-hmm. It's a different lifestyle. The fans, they live and breathe that game there. It, 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 is, it is what they know. MLS fans are fantastic. But a lot of MLS fans are fans because the soccer team is in that state. Yeah. 
you go to Europe, they have been supporting that team since they were in the womb. Like it's just, yeah. it, it is, it is unprecedented with those fans feel. And I just, I think it'd be, it'd be fascinating to see him go there one and two. I just think every footballer wants the chance to make the, the jump across the pond. And I think it'd be, it's a fantastic opportunity for him. And if they want him, go get him. He's a proven yeah. goal scorer. Uh, maybe he hasn't had the run of form we'd expect him to in major league soccer, but he's still a fantastic goal scorer. Yeah. I think uh, he's just got that finishing touch, right? Like he's that striker who just, if he's got his foot on the ball, I mean, talk about, talk about lack of finishing. Like Minnesota United has struggled finishing. Christian Ramirez is very, very clinical. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of along with that, I watched the uh, Antoine Griezmann documentary finally today on Netflix. Yeah. Have you seen it? it. How is it? It's in French, but they have the subtitles. Um, It's, uh, it's, it's great. It's awesome. It talks like I had no idea about his upbringing, how like he just kept getting, denied by clubs denied by clubs denied by clubs because he was small yeah and like he wasn't very athletic and then sure. the, the one club that gave him a shot like they saw as soon as his foot was on the ball was in the back of the net and so they actually gave him a gave him a chance and uh turned into one of the best players in the world so hey look at look at france's front three this upcoming euros it is like terrifying mbappe left wing Benzema striker, Griezmann right wing, like that is terrifying, Jeremy. If like is Paul Pogba at, healthy? That's not even to mention Paul Pogba, right? No, you've got Pogba, you've got Conte, you've got Nabil Fakir at, at, at the ten. Like it's just, it is, it is ridiculous how good France is right now. It's crazy. And I, I look at it, and I just, you talk about who's going to get the golden boot at the Euros. Let's look at France's options: Griezmann, Mbappe. Benzema, Giroud, let's go to Belgium, Lukaku, let's go to Germany, Havertz or Werner, let's go to Spain, you've got Rodrigo Moreno or Ferran Torres, like, this is going to be such a fun Euros, and you mentioned Griezmann, this documentary, the entire Euros is going to feel like a documentary, because of how amazing these lineups are going to be, and how strong and technical they are, Uh, France specifically is, I, I don't see how any team could beat them, but I'm just... I'm thrilled that Benzema's back with the national team. Uh, the link-up play between him and Mbappe is going to be ridiculous, and I'm I'm like uh, I'm like fangirling over the thought of it right now. It's going to be awesome to see. Talk about hypotheticals. Oh, of course. This, this, this France team against like prime Lucas Podolski, Bastian Schweinsteiger, Germany. God, that would I'm be take, awesome. I'm going to take this French team. Yeah, I'm going to take this French team simply because the cohesiveness. Mbappe is a generational talent. Uh, Benzema is a generational striker. Griezmann's world class. Angolo Conte might be. This might be bias. This, it, it's, it's, it is bias. Um, top ten midfielder of all time, and mm-hmm. he is up there with the likes of Michael Essien, uh, Claude Makélélé, uh, uh, Petit, some of the best defensive midfielders to ever play the game. So, well, there we go. There you go. There you go. Euro's starting here in just a couple of weeks. We got the international break. We had two weeks off. Now we have another two weeks plus off. We've got some USA soccer this upcoming weekend too. True. That is true. Well, I mean, a lot to watch, but in terms of having to cover stuff, we have a we have a little bit a little bit more time. Oh. But then once you hit June 19, it is just an onslaught of weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend, 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 midweek. It's like, ugh. That's the that's the dog days, man. But that's uh that's the fun time too. That's when you that's you when know, you see that's when we're gonna see what this team's really made of. 
this international break comes at a perfect time for me too because there's no way I could climb those steps of Allianz on crutches right now. <laughs> um, so oh, they, they put you in the elevator. If they saw you on crutches, they wouldn't make you climb the steps. Oh, Jeremy, there's a, we, we're not in the press box yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys are in and a section. I, uh, I'm, I'm hoping we're back in the press box soon. I do miss the company of the friends uh, in that press box. Uh, hopefully, we are allowed to do that soon. Uh, things are looking up. Things are looking great. Um, I got to be with a crowd of a lot of people at Brits today, and it felt wonderful. Yeah. Uh, watching soccer together, which is you know what they're do what, what what I love to do, and we're slowly we're slowly getting there, you know. And there's a lot of improvement in the world right now, but we still have to take notice of everything. I hope our uh, I hope our good friends over at Ninth Street have some watch parties for the Euros because uh, yes, I would I, be very very down for that. Jeremy, I will meet you there. All right, sounds good. Derek, if you're watching, give me a Euro watch party or two during that time. And uh, get, uh, Jacob and I will go there. Let's get let's get France, we'll get France, Belgium, and England are the are the, are the big ones you, you're going to want to have those parties for. We didn't even talk about England, uh, Jeremy, for the Euros, dude. Uh, I I saw that team sheet, like the depth that they have. Ooh. Holy cow! Uh, who are you going to start? I don't even know. Like it's 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 like you could probably see it right now if you're watching it. But on my face, I'm like fangirling over the thought of this English team. Harry Kane up top, Raheem Sterling or Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenman, uh, Mason Greenwood or Jack Grealish, uh, Mason Mount or Phil Foden, uh, Declan Rice or Jordan Henderson. Like it's, it's God, it's such an exciting time for these squad depths. The the game of soccer is peaking right now. For, right? It's just, it is, it's so fun to watch. MLS, like we said, we're getting bangers every week. The teams are getting better. We look at international soccer. We've got tournaments all summer. We just ended a fantastic Premier League season. Um, that that deadline day for securing top four for a few clubs was brilliant to watch. Brentford promoted to the Premier League. Like it's just yeah, that was cool. Was that was really cool. It was. Congrats it was very that. cool this morning. Like it's just soccer's peaking right now, and it's so fun to be about be a part of it. I'm gonna force in an Everton uh, shout here, but it's gonna oh, make well, sense. Uh, talking about England, when Dominic Calvert Lewin is your third string striker, you know you have yes. a really good squad. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> uh, which is incredibly unfortunate. Hamas Rodriguez axed from the Copa America squad for yeah. uh, Colombia. Ah, just brutal fitness Yikes. issues. He's he's yeah. uh, he's had injuries all spring. I, I feel so bad for him. He's, he was brilliant for Everton first half of the season. Man, he was unreal. Man, he was an absolute game changer. But hundred percent. You know, there's always next year. I guess. Hey, I am excited about Everton. <laughs> I'll tell you Didn't that. hit the cough button. Darn it! All right. Anyways. On that note, uh, what's on tap for Minnesota United? Again, we have the international break until June 19th at FC Dallas and then back home for June 23rd against Austin. Allianz Field will be at, quote, near full capacity for that one. There'll be a few distant sections in there, uh, but for the most part, people will be able to congregate close together, scream and shout, bang the drums, go crazy, just uh, just like we were pre-COVID. So that's going to be fun on June 23rd. All right, Jacob Schneider from ZoneCoverage.com. Thanks so much, man. It's always fun talking loons with you. Oh, always, always. All right, man. Thank you so much to everyone for listening, for watching. If you haven't left us a thumbs up on the stream, go ahead and do that. Uh, if you're listening, or if you're listening on the podcast, you're watching live. Either way, we appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, we got we got a long time off, almost three weeks here, but uh, we will be back June 19th for that match against FC Dallas. Until then, take it easy.
Thank you.